1: Brian Broadus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday,
3: October 9th, 2023, season 19, episode number 48. Welcome to the latest edition of The Breaker Life live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And uh, yeah, this is going to be one of those days when we got to try to make sense of what we all watched last night. Cowboys go to San Francisco and take one like they really got it got destroyed last night and then san francisco left no doubt uh, as to who is the better team at least at this point they win 42 to 10. um and now we get to figure out like what does this mean for this cowboys team going forward what if anything do we learn about this team uh last night in that debacle and i'll start first with the big picture look at that i want to go around the table and tell me what your big picture storyline is
0: coming out of that game for this Cowboys season let's start with you patrick well first and foremost cowboys got their asses kicked um i mean three out of the first four games they were the the ones um, bullying um, but yesterday in santa, santa Clara, they absolutely got their ass kicked in every phase of the game um, they got out bullied they got out muscled, they got out physical they got out coached they got out executed um pick an adjective and put it after the word out and that's what happened yesterday biggest takeaway for me is that they're they're not ready they're not ready yet. Um, when when the question is posed, is this Cowboys team in 2023 ready to take the next step and be that contender that gets to the NFC Championship and then to the Super Bowl? Uh, this was the measuring stick. This was the measuring stick. We, we can enjoy, and we did. We enjoyed the 70-10 to 10 deficit through uh, week two. Um, we enjoyed them bouncing back after the loss to the Jets and handing Bill Belichick the worst loss of his uh, NFL career. But then what do you do? You go out to Santa Clara and Mike McCarthy suffers the worst point differential loss in his NFL career, uh, 42 to 10. And it's a game where you were outdone and you had self-inflicted wounds that made it that much worse. So through five weeks, I mean, still a lot of football to be played. But at a certain point, even that phrase gets stale because um, sooner or later, there will not be a lot of football left to be played. You have to turn it on sooner or later and it needs to be sooner than later and the crux of it all is you look at the time of possession and it was just whoppingly in favor of the 49ers and it's going to bring me back to a singular point and I'll pass it off to BB and I know Ambrose wants to talk about this too where the hell is this Texas Coast offense where's the explosiveness um, love what I saw with the scheming of Kevontae Turpin in the slot you get him on single high coverage against Oliver the nickelback and you burn him okay where is that in the aspect of using cooks and, and CeeDee Lamb and some of these players. We're still waiting for the explosiveness, still waiting for this offense to come together. You're now five weeks in and we still have no clue what you're capable of. Where is it? Where is it?
4: Feel good about me talking about this?
5: You go ahead, I'll go last.
4: You go last? Yeah, I I think Patrick completely nailed uh, everything that needed to be addressed on that where I'm was where I was a little bit lost Dallas only created seven pressures last night. And the pressures that they were able to get actually resulted in big plays for the 49ers. And that's usually the recipe for at least causing the 49ers some problems from what we observed in the previous uh, four games. Was when you watch Brock Purdy, he'll throw off his back foot. He will, you know, he'll take a sack, he'll throw it away. Uh, You know, he, he will do something that doesn't result in a big play. Your pressure started off well. The tip balls uh, that you you know you're able to get, the sack that you got from Curse was a big play, and then after that though it was downhill. You gave up a play of 38, you gave up a play of 19, you gave up a play of 23, and you gave up a play of eight. You know, so here you are. All these throws that Purdy's making as he's facing pressure uh, ended up being huge plays for the 49ers. They are they're a well coached team. They they scheme very well. They find ways to get their players in. Uh, position, but it's really not all about scheme. It's what Patrick's talking about. They physically beat you up, and they beat you up with the. And, you know, we, we talked a lot about the right side of that offensive line for the 49ers. You know, tip of the cap, helmet stickers, game balls, whatever you want to give them. That crew held up pretty well on that right side. McKivitz and, and Buford did a great job over there. Uh, you know, they were uh, they, they had to double Michael a couple of times, they had a great plan for him. Uh, When you watched him, they even moved him over on the other side uh, to try and get some work against Trent Williams. They were helping Trent Williams over there, so they had a plan for how to handle Micah in this football game. But you know, it's the the huge plays on defense is. uh, You know, I think they were just back breaking plays and. You know, a great job of the 49ers kind of understanding what your coverage was going to be, how to get the matchups that they were able to, uh, you know, whether the one time I, I thought it was brilliant, they they they, they take use check and put him in motion. He's next and but he's got Hooker over the top of him in coverage. Well, they run him in motion, which makes Hooker go across. And then all of a sudden it's one-on-one on the outside and now the balls going IU for a, a big game so what they do is they affect you with the movement and then you're one-on-one and then it's a big play so uh, tip of the cap to the 49ers for the way they played physically the way that they uh, the way they, they schemed you and uh, but yeah your your bread and butter is your ability to play defense and get pressure and the times you got pressure you gave up some huge chunk plays and uh, that that was that was a big problem in that game.
5: Um, I thought by the time you were done, I was going to be able to get my heart rate down. I'm pretty <laughs> trying to contain myself.
0: Say it with your chest. <laughs> yeah, it's, I I don't know. I mean, I just,
5: okay, hold on. Let me get my, I'm just very, trying not to cry. Not because of the game. I'm just very emotional right now with all the heartbreaking, scary stuff that's currently happening in the world right now. And then, okay, you got to sit here and talk about this. And I apologize for (laughs) my emotions right now. Just a lot going on. but failing? Don't apologize for um, failing. Then we got to sit here, talk about this game. And right now, specifically talking about football, I just feel like there is not a whole lot of hope or like things to look forward to. You start the season um, thinking you have all the right tools and once again, and again, these tears are not because of football. Mm-hmm. So let me, okay, I'm not crying because of football. But um, you start the season uh, having new hopes again and, and thinking you got all the right weapons. And once again, uh, by the, the amount of years I've been here, I'm like, every time I've learned my lesson, I'm like, I'm not going to be fooled. I'm not going to be fooled, for, fall for it. But heading into the season, this was, I really felt, that they have all the right tools, the right coaching, the right players, the right talent. Um, You were changing system offensively. And you think, okay, maybe that's going to be improvement. You know, maybe Mike McCarthy learned from what Kellen Moore was doing, not doing, what was right, what was wrong, and decided to kind of change things around and operate a different way and implement that for it to be getting better. And it hasn't. The offense hasn't been clicking. then all of a sudden you have uh, the defense that you were holding on to all this season. And then all of a sudden it's starting to crumble. And a lot of injury related. They've taken a hit there. But there were no signs of anything that was exciting or anything that you think. uh, And you talk about all the pressure. like That was not present there. So Every facet of the game, there were so many things, so many different things that were lacking, and it's hard. And I I get that there's a lot of football to play. Um, it's a long season. But currently, this Monday, it just feels like, how are you going to fix this problem fast enough? How are you going to improve on defense when now you're – starting to get injuries and crumble. How are you going to fix this offense that just cannot simply click? And we know they have playmakers, but things are just simply not working for them. So it's just, it's tough to see kind of The big picture is tough to see the areas where you fell, like even last weekend against the Patriots, where you thought the offense was starting to kind of click and Mm -hmm. get moving. And then all of a sudden, all of that goes away against the team that keeps beating you. This is the third time in a row. Mm -hmm. So it's just like one of those things where you're like, okay, what, what do we currently have to look forward to right now? What's an area of like, you're like, okay, well, we have this. Yeah. Well, we have Micah Parsons. Well, that didn't he didn't show up last night. Or so well, it's, it's just it's hard to find anything positive at this moment.
4: Yeah, but it, it's what you have to look at is that is a unique football team that you played last night. Mm-hmm. That is a it, it, there's a reason why, and I think a lot of circles people would have them even before the Dallas game would have them as the best team in the National Football League. You could talk about Buffalo and. You know they went across the you know to England and got beat by uh by Jacksonville, so they're kind of back. You know last week they have a, they beat the Dolphins, so they're up and yeah. You know you're going to play some games along the way that yeah are going to be some difficult matchups. We'll see how you know this Charger one plays out. Uh, the injuries are a tough part of this thing. Uh, losing Diggs a few weeks ago, very difficult thing to have to deal with. But I the thing that kind of I know about going and moving on and you try and put it behind you and you try and learn is that that team you play, I don't think I'm gonna face another one like that. I, I I really don't, you know, we'll see what Philadelphia brings. Well heck, we'll even see what the Chargers bring offensively and scheme wise. But the way that they the way their personnel is, the way that they're coached, the way that they 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 smothered you yesterday. And there's very few teams in the league that can really smother you. And they did a great job of that yesterday. So your hope is that are there are there things, you know, McCarthy, the thing that bothers me the most, and maybe this is where I, I, I'm kind of sad like you in this way, is Mike McCarthy stands up in front of you guys last night in the media and says, I need to be better. You know, I need to be better with the red zone stuff. I need to be call the game. I need to do, you know, and I'm like, OK, but. I need you to be better now. I don't need you to every week tell me you need to be better. Right. Sir, you're the primary play caller. You're the one that decided because of your position that you can move on and take the play calling role and then bring in Brian Schottenheimer to help you and then make a bunch of changes offensively. One of the things we talked about at training camp was we were worried about with all the changes in the coaching staff. I know I was. you know. And you're thinking, well, this, def- this offense really just isn't clicking like it needs to click. And you know, is it? I don't recognize that quarterback out there. The quarterback I've seen play here has maybe. Maybe I'm okay with living with the interceptions if I know he's going to if I know he's going to attack and throw the ball eight yards every time he throws the ball. But if he's throwing the ball short on third and five and they're getting three yards, you know that that's that's the thing that makes me pause and think. Well, this needs to be fixed. And maybe it needs to be fixed in a way I I don't know right now, but there's I I, I know I'm not going to play a defense and an offense that's like that bunch until later on in the year maybe yeah. And, yeah and
0: and that's what and you circled it back around in a great way for me and and to to segue to the following that's the problem I have with it yeah it's that you can. We believe they can handle the Philadelphia Eagles, even if you split that series. We sure. know they can handle the Giants. We know they can handle the Commanders. You can handle the majority of the, your division to the point where you, you could probably stack on some outside wins. And yeah, I believe this team will get sure. into the playoffs. I, I do believe they're going to get into the playoffs. It might be tough, though. Yeah. might be. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Especially if they keep playing up and down like Exactly. this. Yeah. Um, but once you get in the playoffs, let's say you do go on a, a heater. Right? You get hot at the right time. Guess who you're going to likely meet in the no, NFC Championship? No, no, absolutely.
4: That's the problem. The same yeah, team that yeah. two, that
0: beat you the last three times, yeah. but two out of those three times demoralized yeah. you, yeah. bullied you, humiliated you. That's what's concerning for me. There yeah. is now very clearly a red and gold wall between the Cowboys and any possible shot at a Super Bowl. But but here's the thing, and I, I agree with what you guys are
3: saying, but I, I'm a little bit in a situation where— um, the best way I can describe it is if you've ever known anybody who's had to deal with infidelity in their marriage. I've known some people like that. And one of the things they always say is it now makes me question everything. Like yeah. I start to think back, like, what did I do? What did I not see? What? What? Who is this person I thought I knew? All those things kind of come up. And that's what's happening to me right now with the Cowboys. I'm looking at them now and I'm saying, I thought going into this game— They were something that this game has made me rethink if I think they're that, right? Right. They have beaten some really, really bad teams. Let's be clear. The way the Giants are playing and the way New England's playing, they may be two of the worst. They may be picking one and two next year Mm -hmm. in the draft. Like, they are playing horribly. So we know the Cowboys beat up on some bad teams, right? They beat the Jets. Jets, not a great team. They lost to Arizona Mm -hmm. in convincing fashion. It wasn't a close game. And then they get it handed to them in San Francisco. And what I'm left with is... Is this team just not only just not good enough to be San Francisco, but are they really m- more of an average team or maybe a little yeah. bit above average that can really destroy bad teams that can't figure them out early? You get a lead on them and they can just destroy those teams. And when it comes to the average to better teams, they're going to be kind of 50-50. And the best teams in the league, maybe they can't compete in that way. Like that's the part that now I'm, I'm left wrestling with. Because I don't have enough of a sample size to tell me what I thought I saw of this team going back to training camp is what actually exists.
5: Well, and then there was nothing in this game, like literally nothing other than the two touchdowns or like uh, CeeDee Lamb getting in the end zone and then you got Kavonta Turpin. Turpin. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> sorry getting in there as well. Other than that, there's like nothing else that was promising. You talk about a game that we've been talking about since they lost against them in the playoffs. We This has been building up, building up, building up. Week one, the media, every time, every week, it gets brought up, 49ers, 49ers, and then we get here, and you just thought, and I shouldn't say this because I'm not them, I'm not in there, I, I don't know how they feel, but you just thought you would see a lot more fight Fight. in the game and there wasn't that
4: yeah Dak. last week you know with todd archer's question Mm -hmm. was asked about pissed you know and he was and that was yeah yeah. that was his attitude about it and you're absolutely right there was a lot talked about there was even things changes made to the roster you know in getting preparation to try and find a way to to beat san francisco so that's what makes it even more demoralizing if you're uh you know if you're a you know, a cow. If you're, you know, on that side of the building over there, that the, a lot was put into this game, and um, you know they. You, and I'm not going to say they weren't ready to play because I think they were ready to play. I just think the team they played and and I'm I'm not sitting here patting myself. But I picked that team. I picked San Francisco to win when we all went around the room. I just felt like, but I felt like the game was going to be a lot closer. I just some of the things scheme wise gave me pause. That can the Cowboys really handle this? And obviously they can't they they can't handle what San Francisco does defensively and they surely can't handle uh you know at least in this matchup the previous two they'd played pretty well yeah. on defense the defense wasn't the problem everybody was kind of hanging their hat on well wait a minute Dan Quinn's got a handle on this Kyle Shanahan offense but uh, Kyle Shanahan said no nah, not today Dan not today and you know so that's that's your problem, right there. That that uh, that you know what things you we all thought were really not. And to your point, they haven't. You know, have they? You can only play who's on your right, schedule. Right, absolutely. You can absolutely. only play. So, but you know, you lose to Arizona, and you know, you, you're like, well, that was bad. You know, after you see what Arizona's doing right now. But to, I, I don't think there's any shame to losing to San Francisco because of the type of team they are. But if this kind of spirals into continued bad play. And to Patrick's point, this Texas coast offense that we don't ever see any movement from it. You got to score.
5: Like, no you, question. And, and, right. and your defense kept you in now, the first no half question. of the game. No and question. you exhausted your defense. And yeah, yet you're not able to no score. Question. At some point, your defense yeah. can do it and, all for you. And then,
4: and this is the conversation you have in June in the offseason where you say week seven, uh, don't be surprised at Brian Schottenheimer's call in place. That's the conversation that you start you know, in June. You know, if you start to look at the season and you say, and we do it in the radio all the time, you know, talk you have, don't be surprised if Brian Schottenheimer's calling plays after the after the Chargers game. If you know that that's the you know something has to be done differently, but also we talked about this. They changed their entire coaching staff. You know that was something that we were concerned about. It's not working the way it needs to work right now. Yeah, that's all right, a gonna, problem.
3: We're going to take our first
4: bake, break. We're going to come back and uh, we'll
3: dive into a little more of the details of this game we'll talk about the offense and the defense and and where things really went wrong all right we'll be back this is dallas cowboys.com radio todd thought it would be
2: secure to jog in the cheetah savannah
1: Nothing says, thanks, girl, better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper a location near you
0: back to the break
4: check out the latest and greatest uh, addition to the tours at at and t Stadium and the Star in Frisco meet Jerry Jones an interactive experience get a peek behind the curtain and into the fascinating life of Jerry Jones. Sure, it's interesting right now. With a focus on innovative fan experience in partnership with AT&T, this interactive technology gives tourgoers the opportunity to ask Mr. Jones a variety of questions. For more information and to book your tour, visit dallascowboys.com slash tours. Welcome back.
3: We're in the second segment of The Break Life from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. This segment is brought to you by blockchain.com. Ding. All right, here we go. Let's talk about the offense. Uh, Yesterday, they had 197 total yards. That's it. 57 on the ground, 140 passing. Um, three of their first four possessions were three and outs. One of the possessions, they had a fumble on first down, which, by the way, if you haven't had a chance to go back and look at that, as you talk about, Brian, the All-22. Great block
4: play, go by the way. See, yeah. Go
3: see Fred Werner, yeah. Warner. And it wasn't necessarily when he knocked the ball out. Oh. you got to see what happened earlier in the play yeah. with Tyler Biotish to tell you everything yeah. you need to know. Like as I, as we were about to go on there, uh-huh. I mentioned that uh my guy uh uh Marcus Banger yeah. that I made up on Friday <laughs> <laughs> he showed up at this game. I was like we need in a, the person of We need of a Fred banger. Warner.
5: We needed, um
3: <laughs> Pete pork butt. Pork butt. Yeah, we
5: need what was uh mix well, what was his name? Oh
3: gosh, it was uh, a semi- Bartholomew, Bartholomew. Bartholomew, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? But but no, Fred Warner. He had an impact on that game and on that play particularly. Uh, but that was just one of those six of those six first possessions. You're talking about five of them ending within three yeah. pil- three plays. One of them being a turnover. Yeah. Uh, and then they do get a touchdown on one of them. So my question for you guys is. If you had to narrow it down, and I don't know that you can even do this, but if you had to narrow it down to the thing that you think was the biggest
4: problem, on offense,
3: what was the biggest problem on offense yesterday?
4: I think the fact when I watched that game, and I got up and watched it at 6 this morning again, (laughs) and uh, the thing that bothered me the most was I felt like that if they blocked the front, they could get the ball to these receivers down the field. And these receivers didn't get open to save their you know what's it was t- it was tough, uh, you know. When you look at Ward and and and, uh, uh, and those guys, I mean that it's 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 imp- it was impressive. Lenore, those guys, they did a great job of running with these receivers. The safety play was really good for them. When you mentioned the linebackers, you know. There was there was times where. Dak just really – it felt like he wanted to throw the ball a little bit more down the field, and they just couldn't do it. They just could not get – I think Michael Gallup was – it was a struggle for him to get off the jam. Lamb was – you could tell he was a little bit frustrated by what was going on. But, you know, the one big play that he made was Dak climbing the pocket and then him coming back Mm -hmm. to the ball. And you kind of thought, okay, see, those is what I thought they were going to be capable of being able to do. But this 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 receiving group it was a rough rough day. And if you look at the offensive line, Tyler Smith was not very good in this football game. And I think that that hurt them a little bit. Biotish, was it was a struggle. Uh, Steele had a couple of moments, but, you know, there were there were some times – I just think if I had to point to one thing, it was really about the wide receiver's inability to shake loose in that secondary that had given up some plays.
0: I think – and you hit both points. I think both points are tied together. The Cowboys offensive line, uh, first time they've played together um, since Moses split the Red Sea. And uh, it kind of showed as far as lack of chemistry in some of those combo blocks and things like that. So, you know, they struggled, like Byron said. Um, Terrence Steele, who has played exceptionally well, um, he struggled on a couple of reps, and Tyler Smith struggled on a couple of reps, and Beata struggled on a couple of reps. And, I mean, when you combine that with lack of separation from your receivers, you know, you're in a really bad spot. Uh, I'm sitting here looking at these uh, separation rates from, from yesterday, and Jake Ferguson, as a receiving target, was the only one who, who had a respectable um, average separation where He was 4.7. Other than that, CeeDee Lamb, 2.6. Gallup, 1.9. Um, even Turpin on his big play, he still averaged 2.4. I mean, they they just were not getting away from these, these cornerbacks. Um, and, you know, I think Jake Ferguson was the cool hand Luke of the group, so to speak. I mean, we saw Dak try to take that shot uh, on the – you know, deep over the middle to uh, schoolmaker, and that didn't work Mm -hmm. out. But once he started getting Jake involved, here's one target for Jake, grab. Another target for Jake, grab. Another another target for Jake, grab. But then it stopped. Mm -hmm. Like, there there were no more targets for Jake Ferguson after he went three for three, and he was the only one who was delivering. So when you see lack of separation combined with your offensive line struggles and you, you actually find a solution, the solution being Jake Ferguson, and then you get away from that, that's concerning. So that it's just a a, a mosh pit of unwellness that yeah. we saw in Santa Clara yesterday.
4: It's sad when like when Pollard was like your best pass blocker in this mm. game.
0: Mm.
4: I mean, you really he. I mean, he he picked up a couple of times that gave him a shot to at least have a chance to make a play. But you know, it it, it was tough. It was. It, I just. Man, yeah, it just felt like that the Cowboys out on the outside could win a little bit more than they were. Because yeah, the, the metrics, the numbers, everything, even the tape. Tape showed you that the 49ers had had some problems Underneath with some of their coverages, but they challenged Dallas's receivers, and Dallas's receivers just weren't up to it yesterday.
5: Do you guys know what happened between uh, CD and Dak? I heard about it. I didn't watch it, where there was like some kind of. It head-
4: just looks like it was
0: just frustration spilling over. Um, basically, we, we're talking about an offense that was struggling last night and could not get things going at all. And you mentioned it earlier, uh, CD Lamb, he, you know, and we're talking about it. Lamb and the other receivers, they just couldn't get the separation. And then when they got the separation, where was the ball going? Was it going to them? Was it not going to them? You look at that that deep play over the middle to Brandon Cooks. Uh, if I know Dak was under duress and he was escaping um out of the pocket, and that's a very difficult throw. Level of difficulty on the scale of one to ten, eleven. But we've also seen Dak make that throw. So if that ball gets out a little bit sooner, uh Or if he throws it more upfield. Oh, more upfield yeah. then and, and credit, Brandon had it, He had some separation. Yeah, and credit him. to Fred Warner, because yeah. holy crap, what is this dude made of? <laughs> yeah. but, How is he covering him downfield? Right. Like that's that's the but Nonetheless, ball, if yeah. the ball is is placed where it needs to be placed, maybe a little bit higher field cooks at least has a shot, and yeah. we're talking about a completely different ball game because it steals momentum again in yeah. a big way. So it was just its frustration boiling over, and um, when you're C.D. Lamb, and you know a couple weeks ago you hang almost 150 against the Jets, and then you kind of struggle a little bit against the Cardinals. You saw him frustrated against the Cardinals. They bounce back uh, against the Patriots, and then here we go again. So uh, That's I what think it's I me. think it's the offense. The offensive frustration because when you're Lamb and you're Dak and you're Cooks and you're Gallup and you're, you know, Ferguson, you know what this offense can be based off what we saw in training camp. And when we said we're, Going off of what we saw in training camp, this isn't a bad defense. This is one of the best defenses in the league. So, these are the training camp practices. So, if you can do it against that defense, then you should be able to do it against the 49ers defense. The fact that you can't is what's concerning, and that's what frustrates those guys.
5: when it comes to frustration, and that's natural. We all go through it, especially when you're competing in games and things are not going your way, you're going to get frustrated. But... That carrying over, like, at what point, and I'm not saying this is the case whatsoever, but we see it happen around the NFL. At what point does your team, your offense, let's say, that group of guys start kind of becoming disconnected and, let's say, not really believing what McCarthy is trying to sell and implement in them because it's simply not working with them when you go yeah. when you go from what you had with Kellen Moore mm-hmm. and then being the number 1 offense in the league and then now you're consistently having these struggles and that's well, not me putting everything on McCarthy whatsoever because obviously wondering if the But his, his offense could not beat the,
4: the 49ers pl- either if you look at it, I mean, the two games No, absolutely, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, but I think the thing, the biggest thing to me about with C.D., I think C.D. is trying to fight for a contract. I think that's something that's weighing on him right now about his situation. You know, the, the lack of some productivity. You mentioned about the Jet. You know, he wants to every week. He's a super competitive guy, but he's also fighting to get a new deal. And I think that's something that, you know, that weighs on a lot of these guys' mind. If I'm not doing, if I'm not having success, why do they, you know, will they move on from me? Will they not pay me? Will they not, you know, all those things. So I, I think there's a culmination of the offensive frustration, player frustration, because he's seen like I've got to perform in order to, to you know, get my contract taken care. Of. That's that's difficult. That's tough to go through if, uh, for a player. But
5: I mean, in a game, are you thinking that way though?
4: Well, I, I think he's thinking like if I don't, if I I want to do well, I want to show these, I want to sh- I want to help us win. But by helping us win, I feel like I'm going to get taken compensated for that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. I I think that I think that's something that's. A little bit of a, you know, from from hearing, from talking to people, I, CD, CD really liked Kellen Moore. He really liked Kellen Moore. He liked the offense. He liked that style of offense. And so it's a transition. It's a change for a lot of these guys. It's just not been real smooth right now. It just
3: hasn't. Going back to your your question, Amber, I, I do think, and Dak talked about it last night, this is a critical time for this team because after you suffer a loss like that, if you don't have the right kind of culture it's easy to start seeing fractures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can start seeing fractures between the quarterback and the receivers. You can start seeing fractures between the defense and the offense. offense. There are a number of, of different ways where you can start seeing uh, the team start to fracture because people start pointing fingers, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's where Dak was like, you know, this is a moment when we have to rely on our culture, on our locker room, on the guys in that locker room, and stay tight. Because not only do they have last night to look at, but now everybody around the country is looking at them saying, yeah, they ain't as good. Yeah, we knew they wasn't as good, mm-hmm. right? It, and they've got to deal with that all the way through the season. No matter what happens, everybody's still going to point back to, to but San game. Francisco, yep. right? Yeah. And, so, and so to answer your point, yes, this is a moment when there definitely can be fractures. And you have to worry about how does this team respond to this? Because if you don't stay tight, if they don't stay tight, this thing can get off the rails really quickly. Yeah. you know, you got fifty-three well, men in that in yeah. that locker room. It can get off the rails really quickly if they don't stay tight. They have some yeah. incredible
4: record, though. And I, I, was it nine and one, ten and one? Yeah, after ten and a one loss? after this last one. Yeah, after a loss. So, you know, if you're you know if you're if you're thinking of that, if you want to hang your hat on something, some hopium, then that's something that you know that's we're back to hopium this year. yeah we're back to hopium you know
5: we bring it out every year
4: if you want yeah. hopium that that's you know mccarthy will you know, they find a way to rally they find a way to but they're going to have to they're going to have to play they're going to have to play better but i think a lot of it has to do with the with the problems they had yesterday it was a lot on that team that they played yeah that team is that's no fun that I, I bet you if I go back, I bet you we go back and add up games after you play that team, how many times do you think the team's lost after they've played the 49ers? Mm-hmm. The Steelers used to be that way. You played the Steelers, the next week you were guaranteed to lose. They took that much out of you. Mm-hmm. This team, this team out there, they tackle. They're physical. They play with finesse when they have to. They scheme guys open. The quarterback is is relentless in the way he reads and finds guys. All his touchdown passes were outside the pocket, all of them. Boop, just move, move, move around. Boop, find a guy here, find. But you just see that, that that's a hard team to defend. And it's an even harder team when it comes to with that front, the way they play. But their, their secondary really, I think, won that game for them yesterday by the way they covered. And we hadn't seen that. We, we'd seen their front play mm-hmm. great. We haven't seen their secondary cover like that. I'm sure they're thinking the same thing right now watching that tape. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, I did want to ask you, Brian, I know you were able to watch the tape.
3: I wanted to ask particularly about that first touchdown that San Francisco scored and what you saw on that play. We'll be back. We'll talk a little bit more about the defense. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
2: Faster than you think. Take five. The official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get fifteen percent off their seventy-five dollar order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the Playmaker at getjackblack.com/slash Cowboys with the code Cowboy.
1: supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com to find a location near you. Back to the break.
4: All right. How about this? Dallas Cowboys game time powered by Lenovo! Lenovo, yeah. The official gaming platform and community of the Dallas Cowboys. Sign up now. Compete in Madam 20, Mad, Madam, Madden 24 for a chance. <laughs> a whole different to win. game. Yeah, way different game. Two tickets to the VIP experience to the 2023 Dallas Cowboys home game. Qualifiers uh, begin on October 6th and run through the 13th. Learn more and register at DallasCowboysGameTime.com.
3: Welcome back. It is the final segment of the Break Life in SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. I will say this. I woke up this morning after only a couple hours of sleep, and I felt horrible, as you typically do yeah. after a game like that when you've been traveling and have no sleep. Especially One thing you. thing I found
5: Losing in all facets, oh just like the Cowboys. You
3: really had to bring it up. You really had to bring it up. But, I feel but, bad. But one thing oh. I have noticed is Low blow. talking about it helps. Like sitting here having this conversation with y'all, I actually feel a little bit better. So I'm hoping for those people out there that are cathartic? listening. Yeah, for those people that are out there listening, I'm hoping they're getting the same am. thing. right? I hope as they're listening to the show, not, not that they feel better about the team, yeah. but just actually just going through it I and just, talking it out. Just makes you feel a little Shedding
5: bit a less. Few tears. Yeah, right. <laughs> help
4: hey, you feel a little bit maybe, better. Maybe, maybe the Eagles, maybe the Lions. I don't know who else you're going to play that has an offense like that. Oh, let you me know? tell you this: December. Yeah. if
3: We don't know enough about this team. We're Buffalo. Find in December. Because you got Miami to this maybe, You got Seattle at home. Yeah. You got Philly at home. Yeah. Then you go to Buffalo. Then you go to Miami. Yeah. Then you get, uh, um, I'm sorry, Detroit. Detroit at home. Yeah. And sandwiched between all that, you got the Washington Commanders on the front end and yeah. on the back end, which they're not a good team, but they always play Dallas yeah. Defensively So, Defensively, they do, So yeah. you look at that, like, November through December, oh, January yeah. time frame. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. That, that is not hope you, you're no. talking about here. That's, <laughs> why so like,
3: that's why I was so worried. It's like, Merry man, I thought the Christmas. beginning of the seasons when they had to really put yeah. some stuff together because that's going to be tough. Even if they would have been the team I expected them to be, that was going to, to be tough but you lose that game in Arizona that's a big one yeah. you needed to win that game yeah, and now absolutely. you got San Diego coming up not San Diego LA yeah. Chargers coming up and this becomes a very very important game for you so there's there's a lot more football to be played but man it 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 certainly is something that that Change, you've changed your outlook right now based
0: upon what you saw last. Which night. you certainly can't do now. I mean, like like Brian said, this is one of those games where, kind of like the Pittsburgh of yesteryear. I mean, you get brutalized, and I mean, look at yeah. the way the injuries were racking up yesterday. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you were getting brutalized, but you better find a way to pull it together, yeah. um, because you don't want to drop two straight going into the bye week and have to sit on that for oh, two gosh. weeks. That you just you just don't. So play color change. Be ready. <laughs> figure it out. Oh, figure it out.
5: You calling it now?
4: I said in June.
0: <laughs> uh, God.
4: I said in June, I said, you know, you always do crazy predictions. I said, week seven. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, that was? Yeah. I said, week, week seven, seven my,
4: my crazy prediction. Nick, you know, Nick always loves crazy predictions. Nick Eatman. Like, Give me your crazy prediction. You know, we used to do that all the time. And um, that was my crazy prediction, that uh, Brian Schottner would be calling plays in <laughs> week seven. I, I, I mentioned before we went to break, I
3: wanted to talk specifically about that first touchdown. I got and you covered. I do covered. think it was emblematic of what happened throughout the game as far as, just ways that it seemed like San Francisco was able to confuse the Dallas defense and make big plays out of it. Brian, what did you see in that 19-yard touchdown to Kittle?
4: Yeah, that's the one that's uh, – and we were talking about it during the break. It, it it really was interesting because the secondary, I thought, was in good shape across the board. They really were. Everybody was plastered on their guys. and But what happens is when Kittle goes up the field, it freezes Hooker. And he's kind of like – is he going to break outside to his right, or is he going to break inside? And it just it paused him enough that when he broke to the inside, he really couldn't adjust fast enough to get da- over to him. But Hooker might have thought Bell was playing. And then again, here's an inexperienced guy playing, and that's not an excuse, but here he is in a, in a situation where he's playing as a drop linebacker, basically, mm-hmm. and, he's, and he's trying to get depth, and he's looking for a crosser to his right. And but Kittle hadn't crossed yet, and so he's still kind of dropping, and then he stops and he looks back, and there's Kittle now crossing, and now it's too late. He's behind him. So yeah. he's in behind. So now you have, and it's a great job by you know by Purdy to find Kittle. was a great route. The, the the routes, all the routes that Kittle scored on were actually pretty cool routes. But he, he's a really kind of a loose. route runner and so when his ability to nod and it kind of gets you to overplay and then he goes back inside he did that to uh to donovan wilson on the touchdown kind of nodded wilson and then he got him back inside but yeah it, it, it was everybody was in good shape it's just the quarterback found the one guy where the cowboys were really struggling to try and try and uh take care of that yeah it just
3: it seemed to me like it was a little bit I don't know, I, I question what the assignments were because it looked like everybody, like you said, it looked like everybody was in man coverage except yeah. for whoever would have been on Kittle. Kittle. right. And if it was Hooker, then my thought is like, why is Hooker 20 yards off of him? Like, uh-huh. he's almost in the end zone, and you know in the red zone that Kittle is an issue. Like, I would have just thought they would have had a little, they wouldn't have given him as much free range to run right. if you're going to man him up on that safety, but... However it came out it certainly that that was seemed to be the the yeah. theme of the night is they always found that one guy mm-hmm. that they found a way to get him open and to get him open in a situation where he could not only be open but be open and catch the ball and be running and yeah. keep running after he makes the catch. They
5: were able to do quite a few big plays and like we talked about it uh last week you yeah. brought up the whole how many big plays uh the Cowboys you, give up yeah. versus how many big yeah. plays the 49ers make and, yeah, i'll i'll tell show.
4: you one i'll tell you one the whole night could be described if you watched the 49ers last touchdown the toss sweep to to jordan mason yeah and that kind of symbolizes everything that went wrong in 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 the, in the night and because it's you get everybody got blocked i mean it it's the motion block they they got to uh, they got uh, 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 Micah hooked. They kicked out. That Wilson got kicked out in the play. They get a guy up on Vanderesh. That you know they get Trent Williams up on Vanderesh. You know uh, Buford cuts off Clark, and you know and then you know Noah gets pushed wide. I mean it just everything that could have gone wrong. I mean, a, if you talk about a perfectly blocked play, mm-hmm. like every like if you were to draw it up and say, okay, this is the way we want to run it, that that play right there. If you said, hey, what, what happened in the San Francisco Dallas game? Show them that one play, and everybody would go, oh. <laughs> okay yeah. because it was it was it was it was well designed it was well executed it was well blocked it was terrible on the Dallas side the angles that the safeties took how wide people got kicked out your best player got hooked your linebacker gets cut off from the inside everything about that play was how your night went that it just it's it, you'll, you'll see it and you'll go oh okay I know what he's talking about now
0: Shanahan just it, it was a, a master class of of how to get how to scheme your playmakers open uh you talk about the first George Kittle touchdown talk about the the one known first down the trick play right so they come out it's first and 10 it's a single back formation with CMC in the backfield and of course you're looking at CMC and and if you're the defense you're also looking at Debo Samuel right there to the left um and then they motion George Kittle over and it looks like he's going to be chip help so he feigns the block just well enough to his credit, just well enough to make them bite on that. So what, ha- what happens on the they snap? They do a
5: lot of motion. Yeah, well, you, you exactly. Stop it. And yeah. on right. the snap? But, but
0: they're getting all their preseason yeah. reads. Like yeah.
5: they're
3: yeah. they're putting themselves in a position. How many times yesterday did you see them get McCaffrey isolated with LVE? Yeah. You know, like because that when they go in motion, they're trying to see how you're going to adapt to that, and based on that, they're going to run the play that suits them and gives them or the they're going to come back to a play
4: that yeah. a, play, a play a next play or three it's plays the from of that. Now. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. The
0: Yeah, Yeah, I mean it's just this. uh, You look at this play over and over again, and I mean roses to shout to Shanahan for this because this was just nasty. It was nasty because you're worried about CMC in this first first and ten. You're thinking, okay, they got they're up 13-0. They're gonna go ahead and do what they got to do here. Hand it off maybe, but then it's like, oh crap! Here's Debo on the snap. He goes in. So eyes on Debo. Uh, George Kittle feigns the block and then he releases out. Now, if you're Jordan Lewis, you're like, crap. Because now George George Kill is blowing past you now as you had your eyes. So by the time you adjust with his speed, if you're even, I'm leaving. And that was it. So that was it. And, you know, flip it back to Purdy. And what does Purdy do? Deep ball down the right-hand side. And that was one of those big things that that was demoralizing.
4: It's unfortunate on that play, too, because Osa wins on the play. Mm. Osa wins on the block. but But he hesitates. He hesitates. And then he's trying to kind of find the ball. And he realizes that Purdy's now got it. And that little hesitation allowed Purdy just enough time to get it down the field for the touchdown. Yeah, yep.
3: that's a wrap for us. Uh, we didn't even get to our player evaluations. We'll bring that back tomorrow. We got to still talk about guys like Dak and Cooks yeah. and what's happening with this defense. Where was Micah yesterday? We got a lot to hit up. We'll do that tomorrow. Till then, for Patrick Walker, Brian us Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleson. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio.